Hey, Ricky, you know what's awesome? What's that? Disney movies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had to get past the holidays because we had to do the Christmas movies, which I'm going to do this real, real quick aside because we watched uh, uh, Christmas Vacation a couple few days ago. Let the kids watch it with us because, you know, forgot how many bad words are in that movie, but, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> but I digress. It is a National Lampoon's and it's okay. But um, there's a couple of things I noticed. The first thing I notice is that pretty much, even though Clark is kind of the punching bag, like, oh, if he wasn't so, if he, if he didn't take it so seriously, none of the bad stuff would happen. But Really and truly, with the exception of not checking the light switch, everything that happens to Clark happens to Clark. It's really not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's kind of sad because he's just like, oh, I wanted a nice Christmas, and everybody around him's like not helping, complaining, yeah. you know, like setting his tree on fire. Like, <laughs> just it's it's poor Clark. But then the other thing, this is where you have to start figuring things out when kids are old enough to watch shows and two days later we're driving down driving around and my 10 year old daughter she's like so i have a question what she was who did you think was prettier clark's wife or the girl from the mall (laughs) (laughs) and i was like well beverly d'angelo is awesome obviously like hands down she's like i thought so too so why was he kid like why did he want her to take off her shirt in the pool i'm like get home and tell my wife i'm like yeah <laughs> we're about to have to have some <laughs> conversations because i was like i have no idea i was like maybe <laughs> i don't i don't remember what i said i was like maybe she lived next door and crawled over the fence <laughs> i don't know <laughs> as far as i'm concerned uh ellen wins you know <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's 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 tops in my book here so <laughs> I've always been a Beverly D'Angelo fan myself, too. So, Dude, she's awesome. So anyway, getting off of Christmas movies, because it's New Year's <laughs> now. <laughs> I, with, with, you know, like, with the exception of Pixar movies, which could probably be a show in and of itself. Sure, yeah. The, the Pixar did not start off as a Disney property. Right. Um, Pixar was its own studio. It was kind of an offshoot of Lucasfilm, I believe. It was a special effects division of Lucasfilm that kind of did their own sorts of stuff. And I could be wrong, uh, but it was not, it wasn't its own independent company that was part of a bigger conglomerate that then once they had a couple of hits under their belt, got bought by Disney and taken, taken under, under the wing. So like movies like Toy Story and stuff were not originally Disney movies, although they are now. So we're not talking about the Pixar movies. We're just talking about the Disney animated movies that started in the 30s, and then I don't yeah. really do animated ones anymore. But which is a shame. And I think it would be a much easier. Yeah, the, I think there's I think there's room for all of it. You know. Uh, I totally agree. I I think that the the stuff that they did in order to animate. If you see some of those old Walt Disney um, walkthroughs. We're showing you how they did the special effects. 
and you're like entire rooms and boards and dollies and wheels and tracks and stuff and just to get a single shot of yeah let's be real a cartoon like (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 amazing the kind of stuff that he did but we couldn't it would be an easier show to just talk about the stuff we didn't like but we're not that kind of show so i just i just top lined probably my few favorites and some of these are favorites because they're favorites not because they accidentally not because like if my list is not the same as yours it's not because i don't like yours at all because yeah. like i said i could probably name two or three of their animated films that i that just didn't land for me that i don't like yeah but but i don't like it for personal and stupid reasons it doesn't make it not a good movie because right. disney disney knocks it out of the park most of the time absolutely so um yeah but yeah so and to explain the shirt I found this awesome <laughs> shirt on uh, T Public, and um, yeah, I get it. That's what started this whole conversation. Started the whole I conversation. Saw you in shirt and I was like, I gotta have that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was old Roger Miller, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so all right, so let's talk about our favorite animated Disney movies, and. Um, Again, my list I probably wrote down two, four, six, eight, ten. I wrote down ten, and there could probably be another ten shoveled in there somewhere if you were to talk about it for a minute and be like, "Oh yeah, it should be there." So, oh yeah. yeah. Um, but they've got like a hundred, so it's it's a it's a pretty long list. So um, I'm gonna have to start in probably no particular order, but Dumbo was. Oh, yeah was was amazing yeah bef- actually probably before we start talking about the movies you have to understand that where rick and i came from we didn't have video right like this was <laughs> most of our love for these movies came from the record and book things that your parents would get you for christmas that had the songs from the movies on them yep yeah but we it's didn't too until later on, they started showing on HB and stuff many years later. But before that, if you didn't just happen to see it in the theater, that's all you got was the little, you know, golden book records or whatever they were back in the day. So, you, yeah, you had the, the songs and maybe even the songs that were sung by different people than were in the original movie. Maybe you'd have a, yep. different, a different cast singing the song or doing the, 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 the teleplay. But, um, but yeah, so we, we used to have these little things, you know, it was like a little cassette with maybe a narrated story yep. that, that was like, you had, it was almost always some like really deep voiced guy that'd be like, yep. you know, at next Peter and the boys walked through the woods and came upon Captain Hook. And then it would just like, be like, ho, 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 and a bottle of rum, da, 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 da. <laughs> and it's like, that was the story, you know, it's like. And then whenever you actually saw it on the screen, you knew enough of it to already have fallen in love. You were just in love with the entire thing. Yeah. But it was just like hitting, hitting home. It was hitting all those points that you already knew. Um, the nostalgia buttons, they were, they were yeah. doing that to us when we were children. <laughs> like, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's amazing too, because I, I know with my age group, I like I said, I'm a little older than you, but, my age group, we grew up with 
you know, the, the old, like you're saying, the old Dumbo, Pinocchio, all the old, you know, Disney films like that, but there's an infatuation with the little rascals, uh, Laurel and Hardy. All these things were on TV when you would get home from school. Mm-hmm. So it became your norm, right? And uh, it, it's amazing that Dumbo, I mean, what year was that? 40... 40s, early 50s, <laughs> yeah. Right. And for, you know, for, for a kid in the 80s, to still be drawn to something that's that old and go, wow, what, what a story mm-hmm. tells you the power of the stuff that they were putting out at the time. I can't say it's really any different now. Uh, when you look at some of the more recent stuff and you go, wow, you know what? Disney still got it going on, man. They, and, they, uh, they do. And this is my little like anti PC rant though, is that whenever yeah. you watch whenever you watch a Disney Plus or whatever, and it's like, oh, well, we have uh, representations of smoking. It's like you don't say. Yeah, Pink Elephants is one of the coolest songs that have ever been written. And if you <laughs> if you've never if if you've only ever seen it in the context of the movie, take it out. Like go right. to, go to YouTube and play it, and then like go to a different screen, and like realize that there were guys with instruments and microphones in a studio with lyrics written playing this song. Like this is, this yeah. is, this is a push play or like, it's like, okay, Anna one, Anna two, Anna three, Anna, and a band played this song and you listen <laughs> to it and realizing all the time shifts and the vocal changes and the instruments and the random shifts and all of the stuff that, yeah, but but the fact that Dumbo, who's like an infant, got drunk on champagne poured into his bathwater would probably yeah. not be cleared by the censors at Disney these days. They wouldn't write right. that song. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So, um, but there's an amazing piece of art, just separated from the film, separated from everything else. <clears throat> Go listen to the Pink, Pink Elephant song and just be blown away because it really will it's it's amazing so but i really i really admire uh like you're talking about with dumbo which i haven't you know we've gone through we're going through this phase now of recreating all the all the classic animation and making them cgi and i'm kind of i'm okay with it i guess but uh to go with dumbo i was i was always infatuated with uh pinocchio and Snow White, man. Uh, Snow White is an amazing piece of film. Mm-hmm. When you look at what they did and the time frame that they did it in, the fact that Suspiria <laughs> was heavily influenced by Snow White, and you can see it, you know. Uh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's such a powerful film, and even in animated form how Disney could make things scary. Dude, it's, that, that they're really, really, really good at it. The impact on, and, and like we can, Snow White's uh, certainly, it's funny because I've got it like a, a, a master's degree in Disney because of my two little girls. Yeah. So like if I would have had boys, I don't know that we had watched some of these 
princess movies as much, but I've watched them over and over and over again. And you start noticing details. Right. It's kind of like we were talking last week about the deep listen where you sit, you know, it's like, okay, it's the 49th time. I'm kind of scrolling on my phone and you glance up and you're like, you know, it never occurred to me that, you know, and I posted on Facebook somebody sometime and somebody was like, Oh my God, you're right. It's like, whenever it comes down to it, like the evil princess, the evil queen, I'm sorry. Yeah. She, she's like, hey, take a bite of this and you'll, your true love will appear. Snow White takes a bite. She passes out. And the next thing she sees is him kissing yeah. her. Like as far yeah. as as far as things go, the, the, evil print, the evil queen was legit. She's like, oh, here's the apple. Take a bite. And, you know, your life is going to change. Yeah. It's like. If, if you if you have those moments to stop and just think about some of, and I don't know if that was an intended consequence, it was just the way the story ran. Um, it also frustrates the hell out of me that she's like singing the song like I'm waiting for my prince to come, and the prince literally rides up on her and it's like, hey, what's up? And she runs <laughs> runs away. <laughs> like, it seemed like the universe is trying to tell you something here, woman. <laughs> like, just give me a sign, any sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but no, the the animation, the again, the the, the music montage of the the dwarves trying to wash their like clean in the uh yep, yep. it's yeah it's you know it, it, it is a little herky jerky because of the time frame of when they did this but the fact of technicolor you know this is early stages of anything being in color really when you're getting down to it uh yeah man it's 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 what makes Disney so special. I can't think of a better example, really, throughout all the years than, than Snow White. And it's just because of it's got everything in it. Um, I, I think, too, that, that, that's why Disney is the mm-hmm. behemoth that it is. Like, it's the cultural phenomenon. You know, yeah. you can take the money out of it and just look at, like, the influence that it has. But then... Yeah all of the money, their, their ability to just kind of take over the world. And it's because of that attention to detail. It's that like, you know, say what you want, crack the whip and be like, no, you're just going to draw that frame again to get it right. 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 Like that attention to detail in the thirties made made them who they are now, because while we are some Looney Tunes loving dudes, yeah. Like the, the 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 quality control on Looney Tunes versus Disney animated movies are like yeah not the same. Yeah. <laughs> they're 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 fun. They're awesome, but yeah, it's <laughs> different different category completely. Know? Yeah, and um, yeah, the snow. It's the like snow. it's like one of us getting on stage with Steve Vai. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like yeah, whatever. <laughs> Well, the Karate Kid beat him. So, (laughs) 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 barely had any training either. (laughs) So, now that's a show into itself right there. (laughs) Well, the crossroads action. (laughs) Uh, What's what's your next one, man? What you got? Um, and again, and these are really kind of in no order, but the Jungle Book was oh, yeah. 
was I remember pretty much every single one of those songs. And again, being just a little kid um, and a guy, you know, the, the actor whose name escapes me, I should have written it down. But the guy who plays Baloo, who also played Little John, um, you know, he's he was one of the main Disney voice actors in that in the 70s. But um, yeah, the, the Jungle Book was just was just awesome. And then to like go into their kind of behind the scenes and they had all these actors like sitting in like sitting in rooms with lions and tigers and bears and drawing them like rapid fire drawing them just like sketch and sketch and sketch and just trying to get their movements proper um again the attention to detail and you know of course the story's amazing (laughs) um had you t- had you certainly scared of tigers, you know, Shere Khan. Oh, yeah. Shere Khan's worse than worse than Darth Vader, you know. <laughs> like he's yeah. mean, and um, he's very the coming soon of Scar eventually. Right. Shere Shir- right. Khan and Scar are very they're yeah. drawn they're cut from the same cloth. I totally agree. Yeah. And and, um, and that's and that's something I have to bring up too because that that's where and I've I've said it about the recent Star Wars movies, and, and I kind of feel that way about the newest Wonder Woman movie. It's when the bad guys aren't bad enough, it's really hard to care mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Uh, I remember the James Bond film. I, I was really into Pierce Brosnan being James Bond when he first got it. I thought Golden Eye was great. And then that next one came out. Was it Tomorrow Never Dies? Or mm-hmm. was? That was it, yeah. I was trying to think of the name. <laughs> And I was just like, this is your bad guy, a guy that manipulates the media? I mean, mm-hmm. really? <laughs> no, the, 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 they have to be, and that, that's the, the, the whole exploration of archetypes. You yeah. know, it's like, it's like, and, you know, this is to probably get, a, you know, you, you know, God and Satan, light and dark. You can't have, right. you can't have good without a, a and yep. it's thermodynamic or was it not thermodynamic that mass and energy like equal opposite reaction it's like right propulsion goes this way whatever else it goes that way and if if this isn't this then this doesn't really land and it doesn't work i i think and that's right. why that's why the evil queen is evil you know yes. that's the reason scar is scar you know and i think we've kind of it's a formula that still works because it makes you care about the characters that they're doing stuff to. I honestly think that the problem with this anti-hero slash really does land with Darth Vader because Darth Vader was so evil and scary, yeah. but he, he was on a redemption arc. Yeah. Like, yeah, you felt sympathy Luke, for him at the end. Luke was not out to kill him. Luke right. was out to try to save him while Darth right. was out to kill Luke. Like he didn't care. He was, he's my, my son, but he tells the emperor like he'll join us or die. So like, yeah, I'm an, I'm evil. Luke's got other plans. And in the end, Luke wins because he didn't manage to pull him back from the, from the dark side for just that right. slight moment. He was, he was able to, to flip the switch that turned like, then that means every bad guy, you should see it from their perspective at this point. Like he's not really yeah. bad. He's just misunderstood. And it's like, 
uh, no, there's some really bad guys out there. <laughs> like there are, and like yeah. you say, the evil queen from from uh, Snow White. She's she's not nice. Yeah, Shere Khan. Shere Khan's a tiger. He's a predator. Yeah. Whether or not, like he could, he could have the best interest. you like the best interest of himself at heart. He's gonna like kill you and drag you home and feed his his uh, cubs. You're still got your throat ripped out, bro, because he's a tiger yeah. and you're a monkey. <laughs> it's um you can sympathize you can sympathize all you want they're still not nice they're not cool to have around right and uh you know and that's that's always been part of part of that issue with that now there are exceptions i mean i i get it you know sometimes you need the the bumbling idiot bad guy right of course Which we'll talk about in another another movie we'll talk about here in a minute but you know when i think about your shirt. When I think about Robin Hood, the animated one, you think about the king, who's the bad guy, but you still kind of like it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, so there's that kind of thing too, you know. We can certainly talk about Robin Hood because Robin Hood is one of those that it's funny that the only Robin Hood that I ever knew was disney robin yeah. hood yeah. errol flynn yeah. was it's my dad's was was, yeah. was 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 gone he's over the shoulder like that was an old movie yeah you know um i didn't realize that the errol flynn robin hood existed until the goonies when oh, they're yeah. what they're, when they're watching it with sloth when they're uh, watching it on TV and like he hit, he hits the uh, the sail with the knife and slides down yep. and stuff, I'm like, Dad, what is this? He's like, Oh, that's Harold Flynn. And so when when we watch the old, that was that was a long time back. Yeah, you know, and we're talking in the '80s, and Robin Hood came out in '73, <laughs> Disney Robin Hood. So I mean, it was already old by the time I was enjoying it. Like I was eight or nine years old, seven, eight years. It, the Errol Flynn one came out in what fifties. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and of course that's my you know my dad when he thinks of Robin Hood, it's Errol Flynn, you know, because that's what he grew up on. And Errol Flynn's awesome. Oh yeah, but yeah, when, when he comes but, in, and slams that deer down on the table. But that's that's something else. That's <laughs> but but I didn't even know that that existed. For me, yeah. Robin Hood was the fox. Yeah, like that was that was him, and Prince John was was bad like he was bumbling he was weak and 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 crappy but at the same time all of that suffering yeah was uh yeah. his fault he was a power you know it's it's that age-old story of even when he's not a sinister <laughs> bad guy it's the fact of he could care less as long as he gets what he wants you know mm -hmm. so and that's I'm the same way. That's what led to even having this show was because of that shirt and both of our <laughs> love for, for Robin Hood because that was the first one I ever saw. That's the first Disney movie, possibly the first movie I ever saw in a theater was wow. Robin Hood. It's uh, I, I get real confused there. There's there's Robin Hood and there's Enter the Dragon. <laughs> one of those is my first movie. Either one of those is... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna yeah. do? Like, oh and, uh, man. But yeah, I, I've always loved this version of Robin Hood. Uh, it's it's my favorite Disney film. 
and it's because of when I saw it and growing up and the impact that it had. You know, uh, it's hard for me to say the, uh, my, my, like I, well, I'm going to say you know, like Robin Hood, you said favorite and you had a second favorite. I'm just going to keep going through the list here. Cause there's so yeah. much like Alice, in, Wonder- time. Alice yeah. in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland yeah. is one. Whenever I was a kid, I didn't really like that much because it was weird and it didn't seem to go yeah. anywhere. But my daughters absolutely love it. And, of course, you know, I went through that period in the 90s where there was kind of a little resurgence of, mm-hmm. of love for Lewis Carroll and the whole weirdness and the Cheshire Cat and everybody getting tattoos. So you had that moment of like, okay. But then still, it's weird. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's intentionally weird. And it's, it's a child's mind. And it's supposed to be strange. But the characters... And the way that they're rendered, and like, and a lot of them, they're they're classic characters, but they're only on screen for like two or three seconds. Yeah. Like yeah. Tweedledum and Tweedledee, they're just they're like boing 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 boing, gone. Yeah. And you see them briefly at the end, and then the like, and they're the impact of some of the some of the characters, like the, the that dog that's like brushing yeah. the trail off with his with his nose and his tail is like. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that. It's just in your head forever. You're never going to get rid of that. It's it's always there. And that's what it was. It was giving you something visually that you walk away with really kind of going, what did I just watch? And you're not going to walk away and go, eh. I mean, it's it's it stays with you because you're still trying to put it all together in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think – the nineties resurgence of it was, was because of, well, I mean, <laughs> look at what everybody was into at the time. Right. So it just kind of fit with sitting around and smoking some doobies and watching some Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So you kind of get that. I was going to attribute it to a certain Tom Petty video. Well, that too. That too. <laughs> like to me, that was really, I mean, because Alice in Wonderland existed. It was a Disney movie. Yeah, and then that Tom Petty video came out where like he's the Mad Hatter and like the girls run around and then like at the end they're eating her as cake. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, for me the invest, you know, <laughs> the, the 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 person who has to know what is behind this is this a scene in the book? Where did this come from? Like, I must I must get to the bottom of this like Scooby Doo style. <laughs> And so then I got, I went on a, like, right down a rabbit hole, literally. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> I'm going to buy the book. I'm going to read the book. I'm going to see, see what's up with this. And, yeah, it's, there's not a scene in the book where Tom yeah, Petty, there, Tom, Tom Petty they, eats a cake that's made out of Alice. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, and I bet it doesn't have those two hot chicks running around in the uh, black and white checkered outfits either that are not at in all. the background of us. <laughs> I, was, I was right at the point of puberty at that point. And I was like, holy smokes. Look that at that checkered chick. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> One of the first costumes when, when Meg and I started dating for Halloween costume, we went as together. It was Hatter and, and Alice. And um, <laughs> she ordered her costume online, I think, or she bought it, but it was just so, like, it was somewhere between perfectly sized and just a little bit too tight. So it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I found this. I found this crazy like 
baby blue polyester suit at Goodwill that was like one size too small. So my shirt sleeves hung out, but like yeah. they, they hung up to right here. And um, I found this old, uh, you know, mouse, this rubber rat. And um, I sewed its feet to my shoulder. So I had the dormouse on my shoulder. <laughs> and then check this out. You, 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 I'll send you the picture. I had this alarm clock hung on a watch chain into my yeah. pocket with the big old hat and everything. <laughs> the hot girl in the just too tight Alice in Wonderland dress. Yeah, it was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, uh, Alice in Wonderland on my top. <laughs> yeah. <bunch of> <laughs> <laughs> oh. The things you keep. I'm like, oh crap, there it is. <laughs> there it is, right there. I'm going to Absolutely. <laughs> So what's next for you, man? I'm going to bring out the oddball, which was the beginning of the marriage of animated. Well, I say the beginning, but the whole movie was combining animated with live action. Uh, it's it's Pete's Dragon, man. Uh, dude. I, I, I've always got a soft spot for, for the original Pete's Dragon. Uh, he's big. He's goofy. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's really not a good movie. It's weird, but the whole the whole tavern dance scene where they're splashing beer all over each other. <laughs> right. It's it's but there's something about it that I've always just loved. And again, it's probably just a fact of because, you know, I'm I'm growing up and I'm close to the age of this kid and you know, just you know, his 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 home life story, right? Because he's being raised by Shelly Winters and her crazy brothers and <laughs> you know, they're all instead of rough and toothless, they're tough and ruthless or rough and toothless, they're they're tough and roof or rough and toothless, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, all these are gonna kinda impact you by what you relate to, right? So this is the the young boy in a bad family life type situation and his imaginary friend is what gets him through it. But is he imaginary? Who you knows? You don't find out to the end. Yeah. So I've... that was very relatable to me. Uh, my folks split when I was like eight or so. So going through some of the home life stuff that we lived in from that point on till my mom remarried, uh, was rough. So I identified with some of this stuff, you know, I certainly imagine. So, so yeah, wow. I, I just, I've always liked that one. It's, it's, it's got the hokey stuff in it where they're going to break out into song from time to time. And I'm not really a fan of that, but Hey, you know, it, it works in some Disney stuff, some stuff it does it. So kind of falls flat weird. Well, with that, I think we need to take a break. Magic is here. When you get Walt Disney's new mini classics on video cassette, Mickey and his friends fill your home with magic and laughter and sharing. And there's more magic in store if you collect all four. 
So hurry. Get Walt Disney Home Video's new mini classics. Only $14.95 each. Fill your home with magic. The best gifts this year are the films of Disney's Masterpiece Collection. Timeless classics on video. Starting with the greatest masterpiece of all, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Plus other great classics like the lovable Dumbo, the Academy Award-winning Mary Poppins, and the incredible fantasy of Alice in Wonderland. Disney Masterpiece Collection videos make great holiday gifts, and now is the perfect time to give them at the lowest prices of the season. Save $5 on the purchase of Snow White and any other Disney animated classic. So you mentioned, we, we left off on uh, Pete's Dragon. Have you seen the remake of Pete's, Pete's yeah, Dragon? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Yeah, it was okay. I thought it was cute. I mean, I think yeah. I think I think they did the probably the best they could with what they had because yeah. you know it's like like you say the original movie while it had um, you know it had its serious undertones it was still a Disney lighthearted you know Mickey Rooney romp. Yeah. You know, it's like, and they had a right. drag, you know, they had a cartoon dragon and yada, yada, yada. But the underlying, the undertones that they had to hit, you know, it's like he lived in the forest and he was just like a wolf child and they found him and they're like, oh my God, you're, you know, you're not <laughs> dead and you're friends with a dragon. Um, yeah, I, you know, I thought it was an okay twist and, and, and that may be, that may be where we lead with all this is, you know, we get down to the, the re-imaging of all these that they're doing more recently. And for the most part, I'm pretty pleased with them. Say, but don't, dude, they had Billy Butcher in there. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it was an okay movie. And then you put Carl Urban in there. And like, okay, <laughs> you know, like kick it up a notch or two because that dude's just badass. <laughs> Uh, it was just the other night we actually watched the new version of Mulan. Okay. I loved it. I loved really? it. I did. I absolutely loved it because it took out the part for me that was hokey, which is the songs, you know, the, the songs I, and the dragon. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> this is where Andy Murphy pops in. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I mean, Chris, you got, you know, Donnie Yen, you got Jet Li, you got all these people in this movie. Jason Scott Lee. Wow. So, you know, the the star power is there. It's shot beautifully. It's just they just don't break out in the song, you know. And and for me, that's a win. But it's hard to say that when you're talking about Disney because that is such a part of Disney, you know. But I think for re-imaging them and making them live action, you don't need the songs. That's true. I, 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 you know, like, you know, we, we were talking about Jungle Book and different, you know, like I've seen live action Jungle Books and it's like, okay, well, that's not as fun because you don't have the songs. Yeah. But it's a, it's a different sort of situation whenever you've got a bunch of orangutans singing about, you know, with uh, Louis Prima, you know, it's like, again, right. like with the pink, with the pink elephants, whenever you have a virtuoso, um, not a virtuoso, but a group of virtuosos in a room, basically creating lightning well, in a bottle, and then you, you have, have to those, think about, and you have those guys on staff. So it's like, right, okay, we right. we need something awesome. 
And it's like, okay, well, you know, here we are. We'll, we'll make something awesome for you. Um, versus, you know. You have to remember where all this came from because you're coming from vaudeville, right? All these movies and everything, before there was movies, there was vaudeville, which is a combination of comedy acts, coming out and singing, dancing girls. I mean, you, you were getting hit with everything. That's the reason the Marx Brothers movies are like they are, right? You get 20 minutes worth of movie, and then you get 15 minutes worth of songs and, and dancing mm-hmm. because that's the world that all this stuff comes from. Disney's no exception. They just did it on a level to, to entertain kids, but keep parents entertained as well. So I think as time has gone on, we have kind of gotten away from that. A, a musical is a musical, but I think you don't have to have that like we used to. It wasn't a part of just the standard. I was going to say, because I'm not a fan of musicals. Like, I'll forgive it for oh, old, I hate them. I, I'll forgive it for old Disney. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, Disney's when, not my only exception. Yeah. Like, whenever, um, uh, what's the one with Wolverine? That he's playing. Yeah, the greatest showman. The greatest showman. That is a really good movie. It's good. Like, and there are even certain songs where it draws you in, and you're like, okay, well, you know, this this has that Disney esque edge where you kind of didn't notice that they were in a song. You were just kind of going along with the story. Then every now and then it just kind of hits you with like. It's like, well, I'm having a bad day. It's like, well, what are you going to do now? It's like, I'm going to have a song about a haircut. Do, do, do. And you're just like. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um, my problem, man. It's like. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry about your mom. Well, I just. Yeah. That just kills me, man. I mean, just. No. I, 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 dude, that drives me absolutely <laughs> bonkers. And that, I think that's yeah. why, like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm such a tortured soul. Like, I'm such a heavy metal head, but I'm also such a goth and stuff. It's because. My first love is Michelle Pfeiffer in Greece too. I mean, come yeah, on. Okay. Yeah. Except yeah. for, I don't think she did a whole lot of singing. She did some some hot stepping and some dancing, but she didn't do like. <laughs> Who, who's that guy? <laughs> it's like, but then again, it didn't matter. She could just bend there, and you're just like, I just want you to take me home. There's, with you. <laughs> I just want there's to exceptions you. to it, right? Yeah, but because uh, when Danny and I did uh, the pirate movie, yeah, it's Christy McNichol and dude, I I loved know. that movie. I loved that movie when I was a kid, dude. It's but terrible. I was, like, I was like six. There's no there's no six year old that you can Siskel and Ebert out a level of quality. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, like this movie was not good because of all these reasons. I'm I'm Gene Siskel. I wrote Beyond the Valley yeah. of the Dolls. I I wrote a porn <laughs> film, but I'm telling you about what you should like and not like. And right. It's like it's like, but I'm six. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's guys with swords and you know, yeah, and dream there's sequences. This. Like it's all good. <laughs> and you get, you know, the hottest Christy McNichols ever looked, and she's singing a song called "Pumping and Blowing." So how do you go wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anyways, Disney. <laughs> Disney, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. What's what's next on my list? Well, there's always Pinocchio. Pinocchio's horrifying. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. It is, man. Dude, that's a horror movie. Like there's I mean, straight up he's like like <laughs> like 
hey, Dad, can I go outside and play? No, Pinocchio. Well, I'm going to go do it anyway. Nope. And then just like... <laughs> The, 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 like, well, life sucks, and here I am in the ocean. Well, just screw it. I'm gonna get eaten by a whale. And I'm like, oh hey, there's dad. Hey, dad. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get uh, in I, here? Yeah, I've always loved Pinocchio as well, and and it is very dark. <laughs> it's it's pretty rough, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like, it will put, there's there, there certain things about the movies, like, again, whether whether you like the songs, whether you don't like the songs, there was something primal that punched you hearing Ultron sing the I Got No Strings to Tie Me Down song <laughs> in, in Avengers, because they had the rights, right. because Disney had just bought Marvel. Right. And he's just like, you know, he's not even singing it. He's just kind of like monotoning it in the proper key. Right. But it was like, oh, that's a punch in the gut right there. Like, yeah. this, he's alive. He's he, he's dangerous. You know, and which, have you seen the previews for the new Pinocchio that's coming out? The oh, The trailer? Yeah. Um, Scott sent it to me through Scary Dad being like, hey, sometimes they try to make a normal movie and it just be, it's more terrifying than... <laughs> <laughs> but um, remember like like five or ten years ago, there's a French dude that won an Academy Award for a movie called like Life is Beautiful. And yep. he was like a very smiley-looking, happy-go-lucky guy, sort of guy. Roberto Bellini or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's got a Pinocchio movie that comes out that wow. is it on on its surface looks terrifying, but then as it the trailer plays out, it looks awesome. But yeah. absolutely, like this dude's gonna win some awards for this. I'm gonna watch it. It's it's amazing. Yeah, Pinocchio's that, and I think that's like one of the secrets for Disney is because if you look at like the Lion King, for example. Isn't that more or less Macbeth without Lady Macbeth? Yes. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Pinocchio, all these stories are pulling from the old they're, 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 Shakespeare. They're, they're old yep. stories that have yep. just they resonate. So you just like yep. the the you can you can retell it as many times as you need to. You can interchange characters and genders and stuff, but as long mm-hmm. as the story is intact, the story right. is impactful. And yeah, that's you know, so like Pinocchio. Yeah, here I am now. I'm like, oh, I want to go see this creepy ass movie, and probably bring my kids because it, <laughs> it looks awesome. Um, the Fox and the Hound was one oh, yeah. that was was like when I was a kid was just one that. Um, it was also the first movie that didn't end happily, really. Huh. Like they didn't right. become friends again. They didn't. They didn't live happily ever after. Right. It just they just accepted their lot in life. They're sort of like you're, you're a fox and I'm a hound, and well, I mean, you can go back even even beyond the animated stuff. Look at freaking old Yeller, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the way you end the movie. <laughs> where the where the red fern grows. I mean, it's just like 
What the heck, Disney? <laughs> or, or the black hole or any of oh, those. The black ones. hole, man. Okay. But even yeah. the black, like, like, have you, you've seen Return to Oz, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My poor, like, eight or nine year old self, because, like, Christmas time, we talked about it on the Christmas movies thing. Like, I, I was taken to see Return <laughs> of the Jedi. Probably, you know, like, I was, I was seven. Yeah, seven when Return of the Jedi. I was taken to see Gremlins. Oh, hey, there's one. There's one for you. Here's a Christmas movie made and marketed for children in which one of, <laughs> one of the main characters explains precisely and in horrifying detail why she doesn't believe in Santa Claus, <laughs> which is just, I mean, that is the most devastating story ever. Like, they should have not put that in a movie, period, <laughs> much less a movie marketed for children at Christmas time. <laughs> Jesus, what are you trying to do to these children, Steven Spielberg? <laughs> I saw I saw lots of stuff, but Return to Oz, my my extraordinarily religious grandparents. Wow. Went to go visit them and they're like, Well, there's a new Wizard of Oz movie. Like there's all this other like Robocop two or whatever else was out that you know, maybe even Robocop one. Like that you're not gonna we're not gonna get them to let us go watch. It's like, oh, here's a Christmas movie. Like I saw the, the Santa Claus the movie. We saw yeah. that with my grandparents, right? Huh. And it was like the following year we went and saw Return to Oz. <laughs> and it's still probably to this day one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is it's it's like Alice Alice in Wonderland, but if Tim Burton did it and put it in Oz, <laughs> well, if Tim if Tim Burton did it with like Rob Zombie, because it's also not it's it's extraordinary it, it's 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 not nice. No, like, they don't they not. don't like they don't pull punches. They don't cut away from stuff. Like that woman has heads. Like she's just got a bunch of heads that are, you know, if they're not on her head where she's the personality. They're just yeah. screaming in eternal torment. And then they zoom in and show you how horrible, <laughs> you know, it's just, they like Dorothy Gale. She survived the Wicked Witch of the West. So then she gets like yeah. shock treatment. It's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, it's crazy, man. <laughs> like, okay, this is what children want to see. Return to Oz. You're thinking like, <laughs> they, they want to see more lollipops. <laughs> yellow brick road and, and like you know like uh glinda yeah, needs very... glinda needs you to go back to the emerald city and pick up the you know the horse of a different color and ride him home <laughs> oh no you get the wheelers, <laughs> the wheelers. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah it's a trip man <laughs> So yeah, not on my top list of best Disney movies. It's like certainly like <laughs> thankful for the experience. Now it's for Rusa Balk too, dude. Like she was a little girl. There's no wonder oh, yeah. she went crazy in the craft. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I do love me some black hole though, man. I, I, I that's when I saw in the theater growing up. Because that's right off the cuff of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I just I love that movie. It's it's kind of boring. It's but I didn't weird. care. 
It's yeah. it's strange. Oh, that ending. That ending is still one of the big, you know, WTFs it's, ever. It's kind of like Event Horizon. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, it's a good found, analogy, yeah. Like literally, we found a ship just sitting outside of the spot where she disappeared. So let's go explore it. Yeah. And not a good uh, idea. <laughs> why don't we just like Kyle? This wasn't Kyle Reese. It was uh, uh, same same guy. Um, it's like we just need to go and nuke it from orbit. <laughs> just yeah. send, send some torpedoes. What's his name? Um, not, it, uh, mm. Yeah. Oh well. Um, it's not Hudson. It's uh, Hudson was. Uh, uh, Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, it's not guys, a Disney film. Who cares? Yeah, you, you guys will get <laughs> mad at us for not remembering the name of. <laughs> not a Disney film. <laughs> All right, I asked my wife before we went on because she's, you know, of course, one of my daughters and everything. She said that between if she had to guess a number one for her would be either the little mermaid or beauty and the beast. Cause she was that age. She was like seven, eight, nine years old. And I have to say that those are two really, really well-made movies. Beauty and the beast was the first one to ever use CGI. So like those ballroom scenes and stuff. And it's kind of interesting to me how you went from like Pete's dragon and Mary Poppins where they were taking real you know, shot scenes and then drawing in animation into them and then flipping that around and being like, okay, well now we have animation that we're going to build CGI around. And it was just in its infancy, but, but almost like with uh, Terminator two and, and CGI being never as good as it will ever be as it was in that movie. Like cartoon CGI will never be as good as it was in Beauty and the Beast to me, yeah. Because they and didn't Disney. They... Uh, I was just gonna say, I, I, and to me, in that time frame is really when Disney was getting their stride, man. I, I mean, it didn't matter. It seemed like it didn't matter what it was; they were just knocking it out of the park. From from Lion King, through all those other movies that followed, they're all top notch just amazing pieces of work and the little mermaid as well beauty and the beast uh, to me that that whole era right there is just some of the not, best stuff i'm not sure but i think the little mermaid might be the last movie that was completely hand-drawn that was not um didn't, didn't didn't have because i think beauty and the beast was their next one and that had the cg and then from then on it's always been a mixture um right Again, as guys, you know, we're like 80s dudes. Like BMX and skateboards and ride or die and, you know, heavy metal and guitars and ah, the Little Mermaid. Right. I mean, the animation in that is is really good. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's definitely my daughter's favorites because that's when she was growing up. How, so, how old is yeah. your daughter? She is. I don't, I don't, like, it, like... Within a decade, like thirties, twenties, you know, yeah. obviously she's yeah. she's she's thirty. Okay, 
So she, you know, so those movies were in, was when she was at that age to where everything was super influential. Uh, it started with Lion King for her, which, you know, it's probably my second or third favorite Disney film. <laughs> so I, I think it's amazing. But, you know, it started with that one with her and it turned into Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. So, I mean, we, we saw those many times. Mulan, when Mulan came out, but she was big into that one too. So, yeah, my, <clears throat> my daughters have always been real big, well, pretty much Belle and Ariel. Yeah. You know, um, because I had little sisters too. So even even growing up, like I couldn't help but stop and watch, you know, when like yeah. Sleeping Beauty was on. And especially like, I, dude, I've always thought Maleficent was awesome. You know, yeah. it's like, you, you're not going to get a whole lot cooler than, which I don't know, it's kind of like that goth side of me too. It's like the Michelle Pfeiffer. It's like, so, you know, Angelina Jolie's cute, but you should throw some Michelle Pfeiffer up in that. Like, <laughs> Le- leather horns outfit <laughs> see, see what see, see what happens but um yeah dude my favorite disney movie i think of all time would have to be peter pan peter like, pan's awesome um for me it checks all the boxes yes it has the songs but they're campfire songs right like you're 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 not um you're you're not artificially taken into some strange world where everything's serious and dire, and then suddenly somebody's singing a romantic "Let Me Out of Here" song. You know, the following the leader, the leader. You know, it's kind of it's organic and it's natural, right. and you know, like those, those sorts of things. And being being a little kid in the '80s and kind of being a Boy Scout and kind of on that cusp somewhere between the '50s mentality and the '80s reality of being a little kid, it's like yeah. Peter Pan just struck all of the notes with me. Um, sure. And and I think it's affected my life because you know I think of myself <laughs> like I am kind of a Peter Pan sort of figure. It's like I just won't ever grow up. Like I'm. <laughs> like I'm I'm very responsible. I take care of my business. I am a grown up, but like as soon as my children are like, hey, it's a new toy, I'm like, well, let me see it because I want to play too. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> so I just there's a place in my heart that's just so close for Peter Pan and Wendy and Neverland and never having to grow up never having to you know, you just don't like <laughs> like oh eventually if we can play all of our cards right maybe we can retire well, what do you want to do to retire i don't know just like find that little lagoon by the volcano and just <laughs> wander around through the woods and be left alone <laughs> like have campfires every night and tell stories i don't know that's that's to me sounds like a pretty good life <laughs> That's, uh, but yeah, dude, like that's, that's my one, once yes. we mentioned it the other day and I, I started writing stuff down. It's like, I couldn't dethrone Peter Pan. Like yeah. it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't fall out of the slot. It's like, well, there's this one. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's not Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. and, and again, it's going to vary by 
the age you were and what you saw because it was the new thing and you latched onto it. It became a part of who you are. And well, I, I think, think Peter, that's what's Peter Pan came out in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, it's older. Yeah. <clears throat> but it didn't change the fact. It's just like I said with Snow White. There's To me, there's just something magical about it. Same thing with Peter Pan. I mean, even though they are <laughs> that old, yeah, that they still reach you with a with that message, and I don't know, they're they're timeless, timeless. I and I think again, that's you know, he's making it in the fifties. Peter Pan came out in the late eighteen hundreds, and yeah. it's it. I mean, it's it is an important story because of you know, growing up and growing old and not losing that spark of what makes you a kid. And, yeah. you know, I, you can get ex- extremely serious about what makes Peter Pan so fun <clears throat> and, and and not serious. But yeah, for me, I think that that's always going to be my favorite, unless they really just ramp it up with something. Yeah. <laughs> The beauty of it, too, is exactly what we're talking about. And I can think of an even an example for me because for my birthday, my wife got me one of the old Evil Knievels, right? You put him on the platform. You wind him up. And I told my dad about it, and his eyes lit up. He <laughs> was like, you know what? He said, I think I played with yours more than you did. <laughs> so I can even see there's a little bit of excitement of he wished he could get one now too, <laughs> you know, to play with it because it's that thing, man. You you never grow up. There, I've got a uh, you know never thought it. I was my daughter's age. I was ten years old or something for Christmas. I got a Nash. It's a big old skateboard. It's like the fishtails type skateboard. It's a Nash yeah. red red line. You know. And um, this is, it's a cruiser skateboard, you know, like you didn't do a whole lot. Like you, yeah. you could do a 360 if you could keep your balance. You could just keep spinning for days because there was, didn't take much talent. It just took a little center of gravity. Yeah. But my uncle showed up and my uncle was a surfer. And he's just like, he's like, hey, I want to do something. So he goes and drills a hole in the nose of my skateboard and then attaches his sail for his sail surfing, he attaches the <laughs> sail to the board. And I'll never forget, because I'm worried about my skateboard. Because I'm like, you mofos are dry, drilling holes in my skateboard. <laughs> he goes out <laughs> in the street, sets up this board, like picks it up. The wind catches him and just like slams him right into the neighbor's house. It was awesome. <laughs> so that, that my, my dad, not to be outdone, He's like, well, let me try that. So my dad at the time is probably in his like mid middle thirties. My my uncle's like in his early twenties. <laughs> my dad's like, let me try that. So he picks it up, and credit to him, my uncle just like smacked. Dad picks it up, and the wind catches him. He rides it down the street. Only he's he's like got bearings sparking he's moving so fast whenever he <laughs> smacks into the neighbor's house just like four, <laughs> several houses further up but yeah neither one of them was ever going to grow up and yeah. i love them for it because yeah you know <laughs> but oh, I've, still got, I've got that skateboard hanging in my garage 
literally on a peg through the hole that they drove <laughs> dr- dr- in the nose of my board because <laughs> it's, I don't ride it because my knees are messed up, but <laughs> like, man, yep. That's cool. <laughs> I think we're hitting the end, my friend. I'm starting well, to get before, count, before we stop, finish before we stop. Yeah. Cause we got, we, we got a ton here that, I mean, I, I know we're leaving some favorites out, probably Aristocats. Uh, all, all those, all those other ones, but I want to just do a shout out to the the Disney short films too, the or the the short animated stuff because all the ones where the bears are out in the 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 uh, the res, not the resort but out in the forest with the uh, the the ranger and he's <laughs> making them pick up the trash and all that stuff. Man, I just I loved all those little short ten fifteen minute you know Donald Duck shooting pool. Uh, all the goofy stuff, man. I, I love me some the, goofy. The uh, Donald Duck building the model and Chippendale, like trying oh, to yeah. take the boat out on the on the river, like all the yeah. acorns. Dude, yeah, you're right. All, of, all those the those are great. They're great. so good. Yeah. And like I always like one of those things where like not really knowing when you're a child and like eventually you'll grow up. Like the inside of Donald's model boat has so many amenities for Chip and Dale that they're like, this is awesome. Like, well, let's steal this boat and, and ride. I'm like, I want one of those boats, but I could never be that small because I'm not a chipmunk, right? Like, this is the way <laughs> the mind of a child works. Like, but why would he build all that stuff in there if he can't play with it? Like, it's right. got a refrigerator and like a photo on the wall, like all the kind of like model building. Then my, now my grandfather, who's like in his nineties, like builds ship models and puts all that stuff in there. I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. What, what about the, uh, the, the cartoon too, that was, uh, uh, the, the, the tall tales, the legends, right? Paul Bunyan, mm-hmm. Casey Jones. I mean, I grew up watching that Paul Bunyan one so many times. With with Babe the Blue Ox and he's going against the guy that's got the big chainsaw and like, hey Paul Paul Bunyan it's like oh man I the, love uh, that <laughs> uh, the steel driving yeah. man John Henry or he's like hitting John Henry yeah the um well there's there's the Mickey's Christmas Carol which is the oh yeah you know oh, yeah great just, like absolutely amazing it was funny because like that's one that I say we have to watch at Christmas time. My kids are like, eh, you know, whatever. And Juliet was like, hey, let's watch this Christmas Carol. And Autumn's like, this sucks. Put on the Disney one. (laughs) 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 This is not good. This is boring. I don't like it. So, yeah, I mean, there's the the tales of Ichabod. I mean, the the Sleepy Hollow story. Man, Um, scary stuff, man. It's good. Um, Fantasia. I've watched that a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> in, that, in, in that same Alice in Wonderland sort of mindset. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the, with the same girl, you know, like. Right. <laughs> you, just, you find your Alice. You're all right. <laughs> it's just, there's just so much, man. And, and, you know, fitting it into one show. And like I said, you, you know, there's tons of stuff. For, 101 Dalmatians. So we're leaving out all these classics. And like I said, I will. I just needed. We just needed a top line, a few, just to. Yeah. My 
favorites are the you know again Robin Hood and yeah. Peter Pan and everybody's got their favorites and everybody's yeah. got those ones that just just matter whether you saw them in the theater or whether you saw them on VHS yeah whether they came out two weeks ago and we didn't touch it because Pixar <laughs> that's a whole different whole different a whole thing, different man. thing. But yeah, man, tell us, tell us your favorite Disney movies. Tell us what you liked. I mean, we normally I'd say tell us what you didn't like, but there's really only one Disney movie that I'm not a fan of, and that's Aristocats. And oh, yeah? I didn't like it because Disney was accused of recycling. Uh, oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, but it's very obvious. Like, you yeah. just see, like, you, you you could see like the pencil marks and like the X's and like the editor's notes in the animation on the finished print. And you're just like, Oh yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Plus fact, I'm not a big fan of cats, but you know what, what you're going to do. But yeah, dude, guys hop on the Facebook forum. Hawk, hop, uh, don't, don't do it like a cat and hawk anything up. Hop up on the Instagram. Um, tell us what you like. Tell us, what you don't, we probably won't change it, but you can certainly tell us. And uh, right. we'll see you next week.